listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. Podcasters of S.H.I.E.L.D., Cinema Geekly's Marvel Podcast. It's Anthony and Aurora, and we are back to talk more Secret Invasion on Disney Plus, Episode 2. It is called Promises, and uh, we went a little bit more in depth this week with Mm -hmm. the story, like how we got here, why things are the way they are. I Mm -hmm. still think that it is in a lot of ways, kind of similar to other stories we've already seen, but right, right. also some would say that that makes it very congruent with the comics in general, because there's just been so many MCU movies and TV shows that we're starting to like, oh, I remember when they did that story in Spider-Man 123 or whatever, mm-hmm. like in the comics, I'm sure various stories have been, retold over and over again. I'm not even talking about the same story. I'm just talking about like, um, you know, the same concept behind a story, like how our scroll friends uh, feel very much like the antagonists in the Falcon and the winter soldier, but we get a little bit more backstory here. That kind of explains more of the reasoning behind everything. So we begin in 1997, Nick Fury recruits several Skrull refugees, including a young orphaned Gravik in exchange for helping them find a new home planet. In the present, Talos reveals to Nick Fury that there are at least a million Skrulls living on earth, which Nick Fury was stunned to hear as was I, that is a lot of (laughs) Skrulls. An angry Fury continues alone and meets with Maria Hill's mother. As the U.S. is implicated in the bombing, Gravik meets with the Skrull Council and gains majority support, including from FXN news host Chris Stearns and UK Prime Minister Pamela Lawton, who are all revealed to be Skrull uh, imposters. Uh, This is to lead the Skrulls into a new war. However, there is one dissenting voice. Councilwoman Shirley Sugar contacts Talos to arrange a meeting between him and Gravik. Meanwhile, in London, Nick Fury meets with Colonel James Rhodes to explain the situation, but Rhodey uh, basically discharges Fury and blames him for the bombing and for Maria Hill's death. Mm -hmm. Also, meanwhile... MI6, the head of MI6, uh, Sonia Fallsworth, she is interrogating an imprisoned rebel, Brogan, a Skrull rebel, who reveals that Gravik is building a machine capable of strengthening the Skrulls with some help from a scientist couple, the Daltons. 
Gaia discovers that the rebels are experimenting with foreign DNA before accompanying Gravik to kill Brogan. Fury returns home and is met by his wife, Priscilla. So number one, this is like a surprise. Uh, but surprise yeah. number two, and it's a surprise that we're privy to, but he is not. She is a scroll imposter. So okay. what did you think of episode two? So that that was going to be my question, because that last scene, I was confused. Like, does he know or... Right? So I was like, wait. Part of me thinks that... Maybe she's not an imposter. Maybe this is... Well, then what, why did she change form? Right. When he came in, right? Right. Now, that I'm not sure. That I can't be 100% sure about. But, um, you know, maybe for keeping up appearances or something. Although, the way they shot it, the way they gave that scene to us makes me feel like he doesn't know. And we know something he doesn't. Right. But it's possible, I think it might be possible that they have, you know, maybe he does know, but... But it was also weird, like, how he came in the house, because he comes, like, some stairs, and there's some, like, uh, paintings in the wall, and he looks at them as if... The way that he walks through that, those stairs, it looks like he's not in his house. Right. Uh, so I was like, is he in his house? Is he not? Like, what's going on? I, I was so confused Right. <laughs> that scene. Yeah. I mean, yeah. and he's not wearing his ring. Like, he picks up a ring and then puts it on. Right. That sort of thing. Uh, I wonder. I mean, maybe this is a secret relationship that nobody knows. Be. Maybe that's why she transformed into a human, because they don't want anyone to know. Or something. It could, it could be something along those lines. So, like... Mm-hmm. There's really no way to know. Like, it felt like, it felt like, oh, this is what they're saying. Like, ooh, she's a double agent and he doesn't know it. And may- and maybe that mm-hmm. is true. Uh, that's part of the, I guess, the, the questioning aspect of this show is we don't really know until we know. So, like, I think it's all been confirmed, basically been confirmed. Maria Hill is dead. She mm-hmm. died in that last episode. And... Uh, but we didn't know until they kind of, they had to sort of confirm it in this episode, but we didn't really know up until that point. Right. Right. So there is that. And, and we do know, uh, in the torture scene with Fallsworth and with Brogan, when she cut off his finger, it reverted back to looking like a scroll finger. So, right, right. um, like we do know, like if somebody is killed, like that they will definitely revert back and mm-hmm. she never did so she never did yeah. uh there is that anyway um continue with your thoughts on on episode two yeah i was just gonna say just going back to that scene with that last scene i also feel like nick fury i don't i don't think that he could be like uh i i feel like he would know if this person <laughs> right I don't know. I, I'm confused. But anyway, I I was going to make a comment about this episode because we see that a lot of like world leaders mm-hmm. and very important people are not who they suppo- who they're supposed to be. 
Right. Um, so I'm wondering if they're making like a statement. <laughs> right. <laughs> In this show, because uh, we've had we've had questionable uh, world leaders in the past ten years, I would say. <laughs> yeah. Um, so maybe they're trying to make a statement, like. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I think that's certainly possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. There um, is. Okay, go ahead. Continue. I, I'm just looking at a couple of things, but I'm saving it. Uh, no, I was just going to say that I feel like this, I almost feel like I would want this episode to be the first one. Mm -hmm. Because I think we discussed last time that the first episode didn't, didn't really grasp me. Yeah. Um, but I felt like I got more information on this one that actually made me interested in the story. Um, so I kind of wish that some of the elements in this episode were in the first one. Right. Yeah. I thought that um, we're given a lot more to work with. I agree with you. Yes. I, th I think we're given a lot more to chew on in this episode. Like, there's definitely some elements I think of that I think would have fit a little bit better in the first episode to sort of give us a little bit more to... Uh, mm -hmm to sink our teeth into, but for the most part, I thought this was a, a really good second episode and, and definitely mm -hmm. better than the first. I think, my, so my favorite scene, I love the scene between Rhodey and Nick Fury. Yeah. Um, I thought that was, I thought that was excellent. I loved, 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 loved the line where Rhodey's like, you know, like you're out. Like, you're not a part of this anymore. And he's like, I'm Nick Fury. Even when I'm out, I'm in. Which is <laughs> such a great line. I'm like, holy shit, drop the mic. So good. Uh, mm -hmm. They have... Uh, and I feel like... I don't know how often people can think of this uh, for these s certain scenarios or whatever. But they came up with a reason as to why Nick Fury just didn't pick up his cell phone and call the Avengers. And... <laughs> He's, he was like, uh, he basically doesn't want to risk them being impersonated by scrolls mm -hmm. and ruining their public image, or uh, which is something that happens in the comic book Secret Invasion story. The uh, There's a bunch of Avengers that end up getting impersonated or whatever. And they are doing other elements of that, though, because in the comics, the scrolls find a way to synthesize powers uh or whatever and that is something that is being teased in this episode obviously but that's, that's what i was gonna ask because i'm not that familiar with this uh the scrolls and all of this in the marvel universe so mm -hmm. if they impersonate an avenger mm -hmm. can they get their powers no they can just okay. impersonate the imp the appearance just the, the appearance okay the appearance and the voice okay. and obviously with that machine that they have that they're putting the people in like they could take their memories and their memories. so they could better yeah. impersonate them but they couldn't just outright they would just have become to become the hulk <laughs> right they would have to have like their dna implanted into them in some form or fashion which is uh, the thing that gravic is working on he's having this machine right. built right 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 capable of strengthening them quote unquote but later gaia on that computer she mm -hmm. sees some of the dna experiment research and yep. there are things listed there which are presumably things or creatures or people that they have genetic samples from 
which right. presumably could be used to infuse with Skrulls. One of those names was Groot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also saw on there was, it was just generically listed as Frost Beast, but this would be one of the things from like the first Thor movie. Uh, when he was on the, uh, oh, God, I can't right. remember the name of it, yeah, but like yeah. the icy planet or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, the other one was uh, Cull Obsidian, which was one of Thanos' children. Uh, the big guy who gets his arm cut off at the beginning of Infinity War. And uh, then there is also uh, Extremis, or Extremis, which was the uh, the bad guy plot from Iron Man 3. The mm. stuff where, like, if you, like, lose limbs, like, you can regrow it and basically, like, heal or whatever, stuff like that. Pepper, uh, Pepper Potts got infused with it for a while and became really powerful for a minute. Um, but there was, like, a side effect to that. Like, people, it, it could kind of go wrong and people could kind of just explode everywhere and turn into, like, human bombs. It was bad. Um, you know, comic book stuff. But, like, those things were sort of, like, on the... Those things are sort of, like, on the dinner menu, I guess, for yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... Uh, so, clearly, they're sort of moving in that direction. And I do believe there was some marketing material where we see, like, a scroll who, like... And it might even be Gravik, who has, like, Groot-like abilities. Like, mm-hmm. he can sort of, like stretch his arm out or has branchy looking things or whatever. Um, something similar. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so like all of that stuff, all of that stuff is pretty cool. Uh, and it also makes sense. Like we wouldn't have the Avengers in this TV show. It would cost a lot of money to get these mm-hmm. people to show up just so they could do some scroll cameos. Maybe there will be some surprises in here. I don't know a hundred percent, but, uh, I really do like, the I feel like they 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 wouldn't mention them if it there wasn't like yeah I mean something it's gonna be yeah a surprise right I, I mean technically we've got Rhodey already who right right who is who is an Avenger he is yes so I suppose um <laughs> I guess like I feel so bad I feel like we're just throwing shade at him it's like he's <laughs> yeah but he's like the B team Avenger he's like. <laughs> You know, when, yeah, he's like when Iron Man gets tired and he's like, okay, Rhodey, come off the bench. We need you to <laughs> sub in for Tony. He's really tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go up there and he's shoot a, aliens. He's the adventure in administration. Like, he's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's the one filing all of the paperwork. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And sometimes, <laughs> like, if they're really desperate, like, everybody, look, everyone else has been captured or they're busy fighting. Right. Can you go handle this bank robbery, please? Right. Go getting your giant <laughs> mech suit thing. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and also it's uh, revealed in here that Rhodey knows more than he let on. He knows that the scrolls are here. Mm-hmm. So there, uh, I don't think he realizes just how many, because I don't think any of us realize just how many. Uh, I thought maybe it was you know, in the maybe tens of thousands, perhaps, or maybe smaller than that. Even I was not expecting, you know, like the size of a city, but they did this really great reveal where it's like, we've seen all of these people, like the UK prime minister is a scroll, Mm -hmm. the anchor for this news station, the head of the UN or whatever. I think it was the UN something. And NATO. NATO. Yes, yes, yes. Um, 
was one. So yeah, there are all of these things and like, who knows who else they have in that really gets you thinking like who else is in uh, a position of power. I feel Mm -hmm. like Fallsworth is probably not because I don't know why she would torture her own people, but she was also like not afraid at all. Of she this was not guy. afraid, and she left in a very sneaky way. Yeah, I don't even remember like how she dipped out of there. There was like a hatch in the yeah. floor, on the floor, and I, I don't know where she. I don't know where she. Came mm-hmm. but, um, that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm, there. Mm, I mean, Rody could he be one? Does he happen to know because he's like? in tight with like the president of the United States has is privy to some of this information or does he know because he's a scroll? Uh, also, like, I mean, I think that conversation he had with Nick Fury was pretty interesting the way that he was like, you're out. And I don't know. I felt like someone that was, it felt like he uh, felt some satisfaction telling that to Fury, mm-hmm. which is why I was like, is he a yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, we've got the honestly the the real twist will be if Gaia is actually not good because mm. there's I think they're sort of like having Amelia Clark play this character who we're supposed I think we're supposed to think like who's like whose side is she on, but yeah. like he's she's gonna be on her dad's side. Like, I mean, now, unless they want to throw like a curveball at us and she's not like, I'm all, I'm all for that. I welcome that, but mm-hmm. it feels like it's going to be fairly obvious with that. And who knows what we're going to get next week. Like they don't give us any previews. So no, yeah. it's hard to say exactly what we're going to get, but, uh, I am a little more, not, not a little more. I'm definitely excited for next week. Like this was a yeah. good cliffhanger. I, now it's got my attention. Things feel a little more clear to me, and yeah. I'm definitely sort of getting into the idea of like the the fun of the guessing game of trying mm-hmm. to figure out who is really who they say they are. That's sort yeah. Of thing. Now it now it feels like a spy show. Yeah. Now it feels like okay, you're second guessing everybody. You know who's gonna double cross who. Like it, that's what I wanted. Mm-hmm. So yeah. That'll be fun. Yeah, I'm excited too. Okay, so any final thoughts on episode two and what would you give it? I gave this one a four. Okay. Yeah, because I it it, it redeemed. The show redeemed itself. <laughs> Did. Yeah. Uh I went I even went a tad bit higher. I gave it a four and a quarter. I was pretty impressed with this one. It felt like a pretty good leap forward. And in some ways, I agree with you. This kind of felt like what episode one should have been more like. So, yeah, I'm here for it. I'm here for episode three mm-hmm. when we get to it. But we have to end the podcast and stuff now because we don't have another episode to talk about. So in the meantime, head on over to cinemageekly.com where you can check out the archives of the show. Of course, this is a listener-supported podcast, and there are a couple of ways you can help out there if you so choose. We have... Our Patreon, patreon.com slash cinemageekly. We have our merch store, geeklymerch.com. The links for those will be in the show notes for this episode. And of course, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Space for Stitcher, which has 
unfortunately passed away. Uh, Spotify and Audible. Uh, eventually, I'm going to fill that gap. I'm so used to saying Stitcher. And technically, <laughs> they're going to be around. They're going to be around until like October or something, but they're closing down. Uh, I think they're going to be producing like podcasts. They're going to have like a podcast studio where they like produce podcasts, but they're no longer going to be offering the app or the website mm. for people to listen to it. So uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Audible uh, is where you can find us and anywhere you find good podcasts. Let's be honest. Just search for Podcasters of S.H.I.E.L.D., hit subscribe, and that way you can join us next week where we will talk about more Secret Invasion Episode 3 on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> <laughs>